little Jamie that way. Yeah, go. Huh? Get a cattle prod. That one needs a cattle prod. If you ain't figured out by now, y'all, I'm, we're family, right? I've been here long enough. Uh, you may not know who I am, but you will by the end of the service. That's the way it orders me. I'm pretty much an open book. I'm stupid, and Jesus uses me. I'm good with that. All right, I'm an uneducated fella that loves God. Okay, you got to understand something. I ain't here to put on no show for you. I'm here to tell you what God told me to talk about. And my message today is the comforters come. Now, Vanette had already mentioned that today is Pentecost Sunday. That seven weeks after the resurrection of Jesus Christ, right, the Holy Spirit was coming. When he ascended to heaven, what did he tell everybody? I'm going to send you a comforter, right? The comforter has already come. You see, we've had conversations. I've had conversations with folk here in this church that don't completely understand how the comforter works. Well, I just wish the Holy Spirit would help me out. The Holy Spirit's been here the whole time. The thing of it is, got to understand how to utilize the Holy Spirit in our lives. You see, the Scripture tells us in John 15, 26, 27, it says, When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. Do you understand what that says so far? I ain't going to break it down for you because I don't do that. But what this is, it says, I'm sending you somebody who's going to share with you the truth from the Father. In other words, he's going to speak what God needs to speak into your life. How many of you have ever had somebody with good intentions come into your life trying to tell you how to get through something and put you on a path that was destructive? I've done that. I'm going to lie to a lick. I have been misled. I have been allowed, I have allowed myself because people come saying, I love you, right? Be smart enough to understand that people don't really know what love is 90% of the time. Oh, well, I'm in love with you. You're my only one. Shut up, you're 12. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? I've seen it. I had, I had a 15-year-old that didn't tell my ex. You been married? Well, no, she's my ex. Your ex what? My ex playmate on the playground? <laughs> my ex. Shut up. You ain't had an ex, son. When you're paying alimony, you had an ex. <laughs> but this the mentality of we've got to have, we've got to be a part of. You want to be a part of something? Be a part of Jesus Christ. Be a part of the kingdom of God. Be a part of learning and stretching yourself. You see, when we have the Holy Spirit, we have the truth of God in our life. Do you know what's crazy? I don't wear a mask. I haven't. In the little town of Prump where we live, the Walmart lady, she goes, oh, hi, preacher. 
You know why? Because I walk in without my, or well, I don't walk in, y'all know that, right? I roll in, right? I say walk, I mean roll, okay? I walk and roll. Here's the deal. It's not like this. It's like this, right? Here's the deal. I, walk, I roll in. I can't almost said it again. I rolled in there, and she's the first time she goes, so you need a mask? I go, no, I really don't. I have Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is my Savior, my protector, my provider. He took the gates of hell when he raised from the grave. So here, let me tell you something. If you are so afraid, and you need to know Jesus Christ, right now, we can, I, I'll, you can come down to my level. I, I'll anoint you with oil. We'll pray right here, and you can accept Jesus. She's like, go, preacher, go. The next time I come in, she goes, sir, you need, I said, do you need Jesus? She goes, never mind, preacher. About two months later, I go walking in, and she's training a new Wally World guy. You know, he's going to be the greeter there to tell you, you need a mask, you know, because they don't have, they have two stages now. They have a mask greeter, and then they have a smile greeter. They don't smile, they just put a sticker, Walmart, on their face. I mean, oh, they got a smile underneath. I, I go, he goes, excuse me, sir. She goes, oh, you don't want none of that. Do you understand when you have the truth that I don't have to be afraid of the things of this world? Because if Jesus Christ takes me, whether it be from COVID or whether I fall down, the Holy Spirit has already told me I'm going to heaven. I win. I win. Why am I going to walk around? I see a bunch of people walking around that are fear and dead already. Because they don't know the truth. See, the Holy Spirit brings us the truth. In, in uh, John 16, 13, it says, I can't read that. <laughs> but when He, the Spirit of truth, comes, He will guide you into all the truth. Hear that? What's the root word of all? All, right? All the truth. That don't mean just what he, you understand what I'm saying? If you ask him, he's going to give you knowledge. He's going to give you peace. He's going to give you what you need, but you have to ask. But the thing of it is, is see, when you ask, you have to be able to hear. And he says he will not speak on his own. He will only speak what he hears. Who's he hear it from? From the Father, God. You understand what's going on here? The Holy Spirit, when he comes, he's going to take you through some stuff. You see, I got this thing. They gave me, because I'm, I'm like disabled. I know it's, it's a surprise. Don't worry about it. I was disabled. They gave me a, a membership to a gym. Right? That's about, that's, that's stupid. Right? That's, that's just stupid. What are you going to give a cripple a, a, a thing to a gym for, right? So I decided I'm going to go. Do you know I go to the gym? There's... These rows and rows of machines that work different parts of your body. I didn't know how to use any of those machines. So I'm over there trying to do a leg machine. The guy goes, uh, sir, that's for your biceps. Well, you need to put a picture on here. He goes, no, sir, we have personal trainers for that. Really? Yes, for you can come in next Wednesday and we'll have a personal trainer tell you how to operate all these machines. And I'm thinking, what a novel idea. If only Christianity had a personal trainer. <gasps> it's the Holy Spirit, y'all. I'm going to give it out there. Everybody's going to learn right now. <laughs> Holy Spirit! <laughs> Keep up with the cripple. Come on. <laughs> I just left a bunch of you walking people going... No, check it out. The Holy Spirit 
is our personal trainer when it comes to Christianity. Guess what? He's going to teach you how to get through stuff in your life. Do you understand? Why was it important that the Holy Spirit came? It's because guess what? Jesus, do you understand the whole theory? Okay, I'm going to slow down. There was this God guy. Made the world. He's like, and everything showed up, right? And then he saw it was good. So the seventh day he slept. Then he figured out we were stupid. We couldn't figure out how to do everything right. So you know what he had to do? He had to send his son down here to die. That would be Jesus, by the way, for those of you that don't go to Sunday school. So Jesus come down, and he walks on earth, right? 33 years of then, you know what he does? He, 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 he sacrifices himself. You know why? Because now you have a direct line to God through Jesus. And then he's like, well, I'm going back. I'm going home. Y'all are on your own, right? But you know what I'm going to do? He knew that we would need somebody to help us understand what just happened. So I'm going to send you the comforter. Oh, that's the Holy Spirit personal trainer in the house. Understand what's happening so far? So here's the deal. The whole thing is, because of the Holy Spirit, now we, can, we are urged and we have a communication. You understand? That's how He speaks to us. Do you understand? It's so funny. My son, right? I could be across the house doing nothing, and, and he could be over in his room doing silly stuff, and I can go, Stephen, knock that off. And he'd go, okay, Dad. I didn't yell it. Didn't have to yell it. He knows my voice. I want to know how many of you know the Holy Spirit's voice. You see, some of us have gone through horrific stuff. And the world and everything around us is pulling us in different directions. Your thoughts are over here. Your emotions are over here. Everything's so far out of control. And it's like, are you able to steal yourself? You see, the thing of it is, if you think about the day of the Pentecost, when they were in the upper room, there wasn't a band playing. Do you know they were feared? They had the doors and the windows shut. They were freaked out. And when tongues of fire come into... What? Well, I got news. The tongues of fire came and set on somebody's head in here. First thing I'm doing is grab my phone. <laughs> well, that's what everybody else does. It's like, oh, look, a guy's getting beat up. <laughs> Stupid. No, don't help him. Take a picture. That'll help him when he's dead in court. His family will get a bunch of money and go to the White House, whatever. Do you understand what I'm telling you right now? The thing of it is, they were freaked out. They were sitting there. They were not yelling and letting everybody know what they was. And the Holy Spirit came to them. Sometimes, y'all, we got to get a little bit of quiet. And we need to step back. And we need to listen for the voice of the Holy Spirit. You see, the Holy Spirit can do a lot of stuff. You see, the church depends on the Holy Spirit for its own existence. You see, it, all, it also, the Holy Spirit energizes the church. Have you ever, do you understand, I told Gary last time we was here, 
You know, the last four times I've got to read one or two scriptures and there wasn't nothing else on my iPad to come out. And I work all week on this stuff. This ain't just like I just come in here and poof, here we go. You know, I pray. I do all kinds of stuff. I study. I have all my Bibles out and my cross-references and everything. I don't have a study Bible, Vanette. I need study. I need one. Maybe that will help me out. You know what I mean? I don't have one of them. But I'm going to tell you, I pray all the... And then I get here and the Holy Spirit goes, <laughs> that was for you, sucker. Here we go. We're going to take a left. And I told my wife last week when we was here, last time we was... Not last week, because last week we was in Vegas and the week before that we was around. So a few weeks ago when we was here, I told my wife... Well, it was one time we was here. We left. I don't remember. I'm old, y'all. I'm disabled. Don't make fun of me. We left, and I said, baby, I did not do one thing right today. Not one thing came out of my mouth that made any sense. I felt like I took a shotgun, and I just shot it. Because I hit from here to there, and there was no focus on the metal. You know what I'm saying? And she goes, no, baby, I think it was really good. No, it was terrible. And then I get phone calls. Hey, thank you, Pastor. Hey, you did, you know, and, and I'm thinking, it wasn't me. Do you get it? And I started understanding sometimes how many of us in our life go through with the best laid out plans and then God tries to change it up and we hold to what was going to be said, what we wrote, what we planned, instead of letting him say, nah, take a left. See, the comforter has come for more than one reason. You see, the comforter brings me peace in situations when the world goes, you ought to be freaking out. My wife's getting ready to have a PET scan. Because the doctor told us we didn't get all the cancer in her last surgery a few months ago. And then, if they, and, and then they tell us, you know how they do, you know, they're so, you know, we're going to tell you. Well, 47% of the people die immediately. You know, I would say, why would you even say that? You know, it's just like, oh, covering myself legally, I have to tell you. Shut up. Let's talk about the, the, you know, 53% that made it. Right? But here's the deal. The, you know, what? I was sitting, I was looking at my beautiful wife, and they tell us, you know, well, if it comes back and there's cancer there, what we're going to do is we're going to have to give you this radioactive stuff and you're going to have to be isolated for 7 to 10 days. Then we can put you in a care facility where you'll be isolated for another 10 to 15 days. And then you can go home and sleep in a separate bedroom. Make sure you wash your hands twice, flush the toilet. All this stuff because you were radioactive. And you don't want anybody else to get radioactive poison. I said, you making her! That's, about, that's like wiping your, your butt before you poop. That don't make no sense. Why are you trying to kill her to make her better? So you know what? I am not freaking out. You know why? The Holy Spirit told me it's going to come back. It's gone. I took care of it. And that's what we're believing. So you know what? We're going around telling everybody my wife's healed. Doctors ain't said so, but I know so. The Holy Spirit done told me. Are you listening to the Holy Spirit? Or are you making plans? You see, I could be making plans. You, you got to get We're moving into a brand new house. They sheetrocked it. It's pretty. It is. It's like big. <laughs> I live in a double wide house. You could, I could move into that kitchen and I'd be going, woo space. I'm telling you, this house is big. And my garage is almost as big as the entire house I'm living in right now. And I'm thinking, man, the toys I'm going to stack in here, son. You know what I mean? Woo-hoo. 
I get, we going shopping, me and my son. My wife, she's like, nah. Yeah, me and my boy, we going shopping. And I'm looking at this house, and I'm thinking, God is blessing, and God is doing, and God is moving. Why do you not think that Satan's going to go, we got to do something to make him mad? We got to do something to take his focus off of the good things. Ain't working. You know why? Because I know what the Holy Spirit does in my life. He lets me feel the peace. What's it say? This surpasses all understanding. What's the root word of all? That means nobody's going to understand. Tyler, how many times we had conversations, I told you, you don't have to understand everything. That's called faith. Right? You see, analytical people, them are the smart ones. You know, the ones that know what trigonometry and how to spell it. Not me. <laughs> I didn't even do algebra well. And I can spell that one. <laughs> kind of. Yes, I can. And <laughs> But this is what I'm talking about. Is guess what? I, analytical people have to make everything make sense. They're the hardest ones to find Jesus Christ. You know why? Because they're trying to make sense of it all. How can the Holy Spirit be three in one? Is that, but who's the boss? If they're all one, who's the boss? Well, God's the boss, right? But what's the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit's the one going to lead you to it. You know, the thing of it is, is I've prayed for my daughter a lot. Especially when she calls me and she's mad and the words that come out of her mouth make my hair curl. You know what I mean? And I ain't got much hair. That's a whole lot of force. You know what I'm saying? She called me up and you're not going to believe what the... And I'm like, man, if I had a button, it'd be beep, beep, and beep. And then we're going to beep. And he was beep. You know what I'm saying? I was like, man, I'd be my finger would hurt. And I can't feel my hands. But I was sitting there and I'm praying for my daughter. I'm praying for my daughter because you know what? God made me a promise if you raise them in the ways of the Lord. They'll not soon depart. Yeah, she's running. She's running, but you know what? She's coming back. She's coming back. But you see, the thing of it is, is the Holy Spirit has to draw her or it's faith. Remember a few weeks ago I was talking about somewhere there's a young man or a young girl holding the back of the pew. Wondering, am I really supposed to go? Feeling the call of the Holy Spirit and needed to make that next step. Do you remember? Anybody? I preached that this was that church, right? Okay, I'm just checking. Just checking because I get confused every once in a while. You see that pull from the Holy Spirit. He's not going to grab you by your neck and throw you up to an altar. By the way, these are beautiful. <laughs> this made my heart all fuzzy when I come in this morning. This made me, I was like, finally, a church that understands the importance of this right here. It's not a piece of furniture, by the way. 
And, and, and the thing of it is, is our, our littles came in today and they were climbing all over it. And I was trying to tell them and explain to them. And I'll have a, a conversation with them of that is not a piece of furniture. That is not something for you to jump around on, climb on, step on, jump off of. This is a place of reverence where we come and this is a place we say, I'm coming to meet God. This is where I'm making that next step. This is when you're listening and you're responding to the call of the Holy Spirit. That's what this is for. But you see, I wanted to grab my son by the back of the neck and drag him to this altar, push his face into that bench right there, and hold it until he knows Jesus. But you can't fix somebody that doesn't understand they're broken. Does that make sense? You ever tried to get an alcoholic to start drinking? Stop drinking? It's easy to get him to start drinking. You just offer. <laughs> Man, that was like... <laughs> you ever try to get an alcoholic to stop drinking? By taking him to a bar and saying, Now, look at these idiots. No, because as soon as they get in that whole thing, they're... You understand? But you know what? When the Lord brought and took the addictions away from me, I knew it was him. My wife begged me, baby, stop. My daughter begged me, daddy, stop. Then one day Jesus said, all right, are you ready? And the Holy Spirit pulled on me so hard, I was like, man, what am I doing? What am I doing? God, I need you. I need you to take this away from me. And you know what's funny? In one day, I never touched alcohol or drugs again. One day. No withdrawals. Well, there was withdrawals. My wife's going, you liar. <laughs> you sweated and puked through half of it. You don't even know half of it. You know? Yeah, I had withdrawals. You see, I... I, I was doing meth, meth, methamphetamine and I was putting needles in between my toes because I didn't want anybody to see track marks so I was shooting up in between my toes to where nobody would know that I was an addict. Yeah, I had withdrawals, I guess. But I never did it again. You know, that's not, that's not supposed to be possible. But let me tell you what my God can do when you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and respond. He makes the impossible possible. How can you forgive me? God, you don't understand what I've done. He's like, stupid, I was there. You know, we keep saying that. I heard somebody say that the other day. Well, God, just you, I can't be forgiven. You don't know what I've done. No, I don't. And I don't really want to because I want to like you. But God was there. He knows. And he still said, I died for you. And you know what? I'm going to give you somebody to make you feel better inside to where you don't have to. If you think about addictions, nicotine, now the big deal is, I can blow more smoke out of my mouth than humanly possible. I've got this box. It's a magic box. <laughs> Yay. 
You know what addictions do? You know what? You're filling a hole. You're filling a void. You're filling your, your, a temporary fix for a need. And the Holy Spirit's going, uh, I'm right here. I'm right here. You know, it's funny. I'm watching, I'm watching my littles grow up, right? And, and little Brianna, she's nine. And she's like, I've got a boyfriend. I'm like, I'll kill you. Dead. And she's like, do you, and she's like, what? And I go, do you know Jesus? And she goes, yes. And I go, good, you're going to go meet him. Because you ain't having no boyfriend at nine years old. And she goes, everybody does. Guess what? That's the whole deal is that's what they're thinking. Is in order to be normal, I have to shut up. It's because you're trying to fill a hole and fill a void and you're looking for what they have. And you know what's funny? Is the reason they're looking is because they ain't got what you do. Thank you. That, I, give him a dollar when we leave. <laughs> my hose caught in my... Hang on a second. I, just a second. I got to do this. Ouch. I have feeling in my belly. Okay. Sorry, I have a hose in there and every once and again it gets like hung up. That wasn't funny. That was not... Like, like. <laughs> so here's the deal, y'all. That was not the Holy Spirit. That was a yank. So... <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying, I, I know the difference of, you know, the Holy Spirit tugging at your heart. No, that was a hose. That was a hose. Here's the deal, all right? This is not, that's not supposed to be silly, y'all. The Holy Spirit also teaches this. Do you understand there's an importance of having the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit guides you when you're lost. I prayed that when you step off into the real world, right, and you're going up to college, that's not the real world. That's still fake mess. But it's one of the things where you're going off to college, and guess what, sweetheart? I prayed that God would open your eyes to the path that he set before you, that it was, you could, right? You remember me praying that? I, I said it. You, you'll remember later. This is on tape. Listen to it. The thing of it is, it was a good prayer. The thing, yeah, and it's a hedge of protection. I was like, yeah, baby, I was preaching. And then the thing of it is, was here's the deal. I want you to understand something. The Holy Spirit, I want you to have the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Do you understand when you ask Jesus Christ in your heart, you, the Holy Spirit's already there. It's just not to the outpouring and speaking in tongues. You still have the Holy Spirit, but you've got to just shut up and listen to him. You get me? It's like you have a daddy, and every once in a while he tries to tell you, baby, what you need to do. Sometimes you got to shut your mouth and listen to him because you're going to argue with him over nothing. It's like, and then he's mad, and then you're yelling, and you're screaming, and you leave, and then he's like, well, I hope she don't come. I've been there. I got a daughter. She went off to college. She was stupid, too. I just want you to hear me. I pray that the Holy Spirit is so on your life. I want God to be so much in you. And then you walk up. <laughs> I want you to change people's life just because you walk past them. That's how much of the Holy Spirit I want on your life. Because I got news. He's the teacher. He's the one that's going to discern whether what you're hearing and what's throwing at you is real or not. 
Because they're really convincing. Did you know, Shannon, do you know that the world is really convincing on why we are wrong? If you don't believe that, watch the news. They'll tell you that God is stupid. That having faith in an unseen God is ignorant. That we are just people that need a crutch. No, we're a people that need a Savior. And we need the Holy Spirit to help sift through the garbage that's being slung. I've got to find out something on here that's actually good. I'm going to have an amen moment here. You are. The Holy Spirit reveals things. And Luke, <laughs> there was my amen moment and I missed it. <laughs> the Holy Spirit reveals things. That was one of my points right there. In Luke 2.26, it says, it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had been had seen the Lord's Messiah. Do you understand? There's a promise that we can get. He reveals things to us. Like, don't marry that one. Like, don't hang around that person. Like, don't use that word. Like, get up and go to church. Like, put me first. You hear me? I got news. Y'all, this world is messed up. It is messed up. I was like, man, I, I don't know if I'm smart to buy a house right now or if I'm stupid to buy a house right now. And then I realized it doesn't matter either way. When, when Jesus takes me home, somebody else going to pick up and move into it. But I'm going to tell you a secret right now. I'm not focused on the things here. What I'm focused on is I want to see young people know Jesus Christ down so far in their soul that when the world comes at them and tries to tell them, you're silly, you're stupid, this and that, the Holy Spirit comes out of them and tells them, let me explain something to you. Let me tell you who God is in my life. Because you know what? Mary, and ain't nobody going to change who God is in my life. You ain't changing that. I don't care what you want to say, what you want to do. I'm going to tell you what the Holy Spirit does for me. I'm going to tell you when my son was in a coma for eight weeks that I had peace from Jesus Christ. Was it a tough time in our family's life? Yeah, it wasn't the easiest time. I'll guarantee stinking to you. But I'm telling you right now, I knew. I prayed, I prayed every time I walked in the, the big slide glass door into that room. Jesus, this is temporary. You're fixing him. And if you knew the full story, God was there. Because that little boy, he asked me, when's Jesus coming back? Uh-huh. Asked his sister, when's Jesus coming back? She goes, I don't know. He goes, no, I'm not talking about a, a thief in the night, or night in the thief thing. That's how he said it. A night in the thief thing. What are you talking about, bud? When I was asleep, Jesus told me he wasn't done fixing my calculator. He was going to have to come back later. We got a phone call. 
they had to go back in and open him back up and do another brain surgery. And the doctor told us he would never walk, never talk. He would be a vegetable. Well, they wouldn't power off. He can walk and talk, but we ain't too sure about the vegetable part yet. <laughs> but the thing of it is, <laughs> I'm just saying, anything, and I'm just saying, the doctor said you're not going to have the same result. But I had a peace. And it was funny because my mama, my mama, right? My mama, who, she's the one that told me, God got this, God get this. She was like, we were at dinner. It was supposed to be a four-hour surgery. Six hours later, they still hadn't came and talked to us. And my wife's like, oh, he died. We got to go. We got to get back. He died. And they don't have our cell phone numbers. And they don't know how to. And he's dead. And they're just looking for us in the halls and everything. Oh, ye of little faith. Right? We get back and the doctor walks in. And he goes, you got to understand, it's not going to work. We walk in and Stephen eyes were fluttering. I said, hey, bub, how you doing? He goes, eh, all right, dad. He stands up and he's scratching. He goes, my butt itches and doc, my throat hurts. Can I, Dr. Perry, can I have a seven up? And the doctor fell to his knees and said, I need you, Jesus. You understand? The thing of it is, is when you have the power of the Holy Spirit, you can walk into situations when everybody else is freaking out and walk in faith and know that he's there because he's already going to tell you because he's teaching us. He will reveal things to you. Man, I need new glasses. These are brand new. <laughs> All right, you know what? I'm going to close up because I'm, I'm way off call here. I'm messed up. <laughs> there ain't nothing in there I can find that even resembles anything I've done said, so I guess <laughs> here's the deal. Kelly, you won't come up and play. There's another in the fire for me. There's another in the fire. Feel like you've been in a fire lately? Feel like you, you, the world just too much around you? There's somebody standing next to you. His name is Jesus. You're going to stand there. He's going to be with you. You get me? Guess what? There's another, how many, how many feel like this stuff is, man, you're drowning? You're going to feel like it very quick. Like, oh, I don't understand. It's all right. There's going to be somebody in there holding the water back where you don't feel like you're drowning. You're going to be able to walk through when everybody else is losing their ever-loving mind. You're going to be able to say, and that's when the peace of the Holy Spirit's going to shine through you. Don't let it get you frustrated. You see, we got to understand something. The Holy Spirit's here to help you. You see, we're Pentecostal. Well, you're supposed to be. This is, yes, yes, Assembly of God. Yeah, we're good. And Pentecostal, i got to remember where I'm preaching. We're Pentecostal in the Baptist Church. They didn't think that was funny. <laughs> but the Mormons got up and said, Hallelujah. Anyway, I was just saying, that's a joke. We didn't go to the Mormon church or whatever they call them, wars. 
to God. You're sitting right here. I'm not talking about, you know what, y'all get up here and start speaking in tongues. I got news. If God wants to infill you and you want to be infilled to where you have the full amount of power Holy Spirit to spark speaking to your life. But you can understand the, the difference there. Not speaking through your mouth, but speaking into your life. But you've got to be able to silence yourself. statement to God of listen I need you to, to, to help teach me and to guide me and to push me where I need to go see I got a brother back here in the back I love this man I love he, he's my encourager he's my amen corner y'all think I was joking about coming up front and everybody being afraid to fit the preacher COVID and everything and he was sitting in the back but you know what I got an amen corner back there but I'm going to tell you something He's a big old boy. I go pushing him around. That's like stupid. But Alan said, I have the authority to move him out. Thank you for the Holy Spirit. I thank you that you have brought him to us, Lord God. 
to where we can feel your presence when the world around us is going crazy. God, I know that today, man, I don't even know why I bring an iPad to Overton, but here's the deal. God, I know that somebody here today needs to say, I'm going to take this moment to come and, and just tell you, Jesus, that I'm ready for the Holy Spirit to help me know where I'm supposed to be right now. I need that peace that surpasses all understanding in this world right now. I need to feel you next to me in my fire. Are 